You're listening to the Firefighter Success Podcast. Join us as we learn from successful firefighters and fire service leaders on how to achieve excellence. When lives depend on us, success is our only option. Welcome back for another episode of the Firefighter Success Podcast, everyone. I am your host and the author of Firefighter Success, Jim Moss. Forrest Reeder is a 43 veteran of the fire service and is currently the fire chief in Tinley Park, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. He has instructed at FDIC for over 20 years and teaches nationally on fire service training, safety, and officer development related topics. He is a previous recipient of the George D. Post Instructor of the Year Award. He is the co-author of Foundations of Instructional Delivery, Fire Instructor One, and Fire Service Instructor, Principles and Practices. He is the author of the weekly drill feature at firefightercloscalls.com and at fireengineering.com. Now, on a personal note, I will tell you that he is one of the most genuine and kind fire service leaders I know. Uh, Regardless of your time in the fire service or your background or your rank, He's someone who will do anything to help you succeed as he has done for me in the past. Chief Reader, welcome to the Firefighter Success Podcast. I am really looking forward to our conversation today. Hey, so am I, Jimmy. Good morning. Thank you very much for that. That uh, over the top as always, but uh, you know, certainly appreciate uh, the chance to come and uh, hopefully uh, you know, help you in, in your efforts to, to make a difference and uh, uh, you know, which, which clearly the book and Everything that I know about you in, in the years that uh, we've been, uh, you know, messing around together on stuff, uh, you know, certainly is evident to me. So, well, thanks, Chief, and thanks for all you've done for me. But let's dive right in. So, I like to ask all my guests. I want to know your personal definition of success and what you believe to be essential qualities of successful firefighters. Uh, well, it, it, you know, you 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 kind of you know front loaded this one here with uh, you know some nice opportunity for us to kind of think about. Uh, you know, the questions and things like that. And I, because I get, a, you know, the great chance to, to serve with the hundred, you know, plus men and women here in Tinley, you know, on, on a daily basis. And I still really, you know, find myself privileged and, and, and lucky to be able to put on the uniform every day. Uh, it, 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 to me, is, is, is I look at the people on the floor and I, I just came back from a budget hearing and as, as I was walking across the floor, I saw one of our newer guys, uh, Literally, just not because I was pulling in the building or anything like that, because I've seen him do it on, on many other days down there. He's like, I kind of summed this one up, Jimmy, is, is working without fanfare. In mm-hmm. so many you know, times in you know, other professions and things like that, there, there's a lot of, you know, the what about me and look at me kind of stuff out there. But this young man down there is just starting to make his, his way into the fire service. He's, he's been with us about two years now, uh, you know, younger guy, 22, 23, just trying to, you know, find the spot that's going to be right for him for his whole career. And, and he literally day in and day out, he's going to be successful in, in my opinion, because he works without fanfare. You know, he, he's a self-starter, he's self-motivated. Uh, he knows the, the, the place and, and, and the way we operate well enough to know what gaps have to be filled in. Um, you know, he's, he's got a pretty senior crew with him today. So he's, you know, easily out there by himself, uh, you know, trying to figure out, uh, you know, how to stay off their radar, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> I guess we can say, uh, so they don't find things for him to do. And, uh, uh, he's, he's truly a pleasure to work with because, you know, uh, you know, because he's, he's got that personality and, and he is that self-starter that, uh, that, that I really think is unfortunately a kind of a vanishing quality, uh, you know, sometimes out, out there today in this fire service. And, you know, maybe, maybe it's different on your job, Jimmy, but, uh, you know, I, I think, I think I, I see a lot of that right now that, that some of that starts to vanish in, in, in different places today. And I would say as the, uh, you know, he's got two years on the job, right. But it's, it seems like, you know, like you said, self-starter motivated, he just takes care of business. He, he takes ownership and he's solving the problems or taking care of the problems without having to bring it to his officer or to achieve or anything like that. And I think you as the fire chief love seeing that from everybody at every single rank and level or seniority or time on the job, right? If someone yeah. sees a problem, you want them to solve it as their fire chief, right? Yeah, no, definitely. It, you know, it's, I, I, I get enough, you know, I get enough people, whether it's, you know, in, in the community or, you know, the other department heads or, you know, even some of, you know, our, our more experienced people, they'll, they'll see a problem and they'll want to come in and dump it on the desk here and, and not offer solutions or not, not, not have, you know, 
you know, you know, while it's your problem, you know, it's, it's rolling uphill, but you know, the, the reality is the people I value most are the ones that can identify the problem and, and, and bring several solutions or, or ideas on how to make it better. And, and those are the people who, and maybe we'll touch on it later, but uh, another word I, I like to use today is, is as identifying successful people are those who are engaged. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's easy to, to make this a, a job and not a career. And what I mean by a job is, you know, in a, in a career setting, they work their 24 and then they leave for 48 hours and they really don't give a damn about what happened over those last 48 hours. But, but, but somebody who is in this for a career, they're going to find it. And, and that, you know, another one of my favorite girls to do or, you know, kind, kind of things that we talked about was, was like, we called it the last 48 you know, that, that at roll call, the company officer not only set up the day plan for, you know, for that shift, but they also look back over the last 48 hours from the last time that that group was together or they, you know, they, they worked and, you know, what, uh, what was good, what was bad, what got done, what didn't get done, what needs to be done, you know, type of stuff. And, and, and the engaged guys are, are and, and girls are, are the ones who, who are looking at the 365 day, 24 hour operation that, that, that we have in the fire service. And then, you know, successful ones do that. They, you know, they're, they're all in, they're not just there for that specific work period They're you know, they, they have that, you know, around the clock attitude about, you know, what's going on back, you know, back, back in the department here. I agree with that. And someone who is engaged or someone who is investing in their own fire department, that doesn't mean, you know, when they're off and away from work, they don't have to be obsessing about, you know, their their next shift or the fire department. But, you know, they they definitely need to have that mindset of of continually investing in their fire department, investing in themselves to make them a better firefighter for their crew, for their fire department. Um, but it's, it's all about balance. And that's what I've found in the past uh, yeah. is it's all about balances, you know, love your time while you're at work and love your time while you're at home with your family. If you, if you yep. have a family and just make sure wherever you are, you're all in and you're engaged. I love that you, you said engaged because that, that is definitely one of the great uh, characteristics of successful firefighters. Now, what would you say are two to three small things or actions that every firefighter can take regardless of time on time on the job, you know, whether they're an officer or not, or a probie or whoever, what are two to three things you think every firefighter can do to put them on the right path to success? I think there's five of them that, that I can say, and it's, as I see it, the five always uh, I'm horrible English, English or doing, uh, the five, the, the, the five always is, however you would say that, but <laughs> I love uh, it, but it's, you know, to me, it's, you know, always be teaching, always be learning, always be leading, always be an example and always make a difference. That's awesome. Repeat that one more time. Sure. It's, it, it's always be teaching, always be learning, always be leading, always be an example and always make a difference. Uh, you know, kind, kind of around that uh, is, is another, almost, it, it's almost a Navy SEAL axiom that, that some of those guys talk about is, is what, if, if those principles are, are things that you, you know, have in your mindset and your DNA and who you are, that that allows you to, in, in many cases, I, as I see it, to be able to execute skills by habit. And that, that we, we talk about that in the training arena now that, you know, it, it's not about, salvage covers or extinguishers that you know that, that there, there's there's a course set of skills i believe that that have to be mastered to the point where you can execute them by habit where you don't have to think about the steps in order to do it and and when when we look at the you know the small things I, i'd say it's it's to master the basics you know the, the core essentials of what we do and but what I, what I tried to do is I tried to break them into, you know, two, two or three different sets of skill sets, uh, uh, like, like for where every firefighter and, and it's something, you know, and, and again, I'd, I'd be, you know, I'd, I'd be, you know, having a pipe dream if, if, if I, you know, said it got done every day here, but what, what, what I tried to instill in our folks here is that to, to manage things, it's about the big three. And I, I've got a little worksheet I'd be happy to share with you or whatever, Jim, and maybe you can you know, find some use out of it to, to share with others in that. But to, to me, the big three for, you know, for our companies here are hose ladders and SCBA. And, and, and very, very simply, if during the course of a shift, hose ladders and SCBA are either touched, talked about, looked at, 
or become part of what we do each of the day. I, I think a lot of the fundamental problems that we have in, in, in firefighters being able to do their job, they, they, they go away if, if, if we've got a true mastery of, of those three areas, you know, advancing the line, um, you know, just, just troubleshooting problems with it. The, you know, the ladder piece being able to, you know, carry rays, you know, throw the ladder, you know, and get it set and, and work from right away. And then the SCBA piece, you know, if, if, if we simply, you know, work through those as, as the basics, you know, every day as, as part of their journey to, to be in the best firefighter, you know, you, you need to be best of class as you move your way up the, the ring, mm-hmm. um, the rungs, you know, always, you always want to be, you know, the master at where you're at before you think about going to the next level, in my opinion, you know, it's, it's, it's about, you know, master your basics at that level as you get ready to go to the next level and so on, you know, so on and so forth. And, you know, for a driver operator, obviously they've got to be, you know, their, their, their big three would be obviously their driving skills and their backing skills. They'd have to worry about their fast water, you know, being able to go tank to pump real quickly. And, and then obviously being able to transition to a, you know, defensive posture, you know, really quickly, you know, by getting that positive water supply and getting that master stream ready to go, you know, to support those operations. And, you know, then the officers, uh, you know, initial radio report, uh, you know, making sure a good 360, making sure the follow-up report is done and using the tick on the outside as, as well as some incident action planning. And, you know, you know, really it, you know, maybe in my old age or whatever, uh, you know, I don't like to think of myself as old, but, you know, I look <laughs> in the mirror and every day I'm reminded, uh, you know, get, getting a little bit older here, but, uh, you know, it, it really, it's, it, it's about those three, you know, just, just, just pocket three things at your level and really become really, really good at, at, at those three core things that, you know, make, make sure that everybody goes home and nobody gets hurt and you deliver that great service. And, you know, everybody retires happy and healthy that we try to drive for. That's right. And uh, I love that you brought up hose ladders and SCBA, just basic things. And, and as it pertains to SCBA, you know, two of the things that I like to focus on with my guys are, just making sure that they can mask up quickly with gloves on. So that's one thing. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, without a doubt, they know how to provide rescue breathing for a down firefighter, or they know how that they're going to receive it as well. If they are to become somewhat incapacitated or, or need mm-hmm. of rescue air. So, you know, you can go down these paths with, you know, whether it's hose ladders, SCBA, and there's so many different subsets of, of skills that we can really focus on within each of these. So, you know, they might be called the basics, but there's, you know, so many different levels and, and different tangents that you can break off to get better and better at each of those things. And I love that you brought up, you know, the driver operator aspect of it and officer aspect of it as well. So there's always an opportunity to grow. So we have a lot of aspiring fire officers who listen to the Firefighter Success Podcast. And as a fire chief yourself, what are those key qualities that you look for in your fire officers or aspiring fire officers within your own fire department? Sure. Um, well, well, put a placeholder. I, I want to circle back on your SCBA thing and your, your sure. diamond drill in, in, in just a sec. Um, sure. Uh, I got a, a little uh, little quick observation on uh, what, what I think is wrong with what, what the standard and what the book says sometimes with that today. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, to the officers, you know, I'd, I'd love, love to talk about officer development. That's, you know, one of the classes uh, Rudy Horst from uh, McHenry and I have been teaching at FDIC for, you know, for almost 20 years now. So I, I, I love officer development and uh, and, and when, when I look at, you know, my current as well as up and coming officers, uh, again, it goes back to what we kind of opened with Jim, that, that, that I'm looking for somebody who's engaged and mm-hmm. in our new performance evaluation system that we've been working on for the last couple of years here, uh, there, there's a point system, you know, some of it is, you know, majority of it actually is based on training proficiencies and abilities off of some minimum company standards, but there's also opportunity for the member to, to get some points in their evaluation on their engagement. Mm-hmm. And what that means is that, you know, so, so what, what do you do with the department when you're not on shift? Uh, do, do you come to parades or special holiday events, uh, special duty assignments that pop up that we have? Are you a member of a, uh, one of the associations we have? Are you on a committee? You know, so, so, I, I look closely in, in, in the selection process at, at those who are engaged and are doing more than just the, you know, 0600 to 0600, you know, t- t- type of thing there. You know, um, I, I said before, uh, I, I look for officers to bring solutions to issues. 
Uh, I want them to be people persons, you know, because unfortunately, as much as I like to think we're riding in job town all day, uh, you know, we, we had you know four or five fires, you know, so far this year. So we, for all practical purposes, could be done for, you know, the rest of the year with fire. <laughs> you uh, never know. Yeah. You know, you know how that goes, you know, you, you, you run in spurts and then you don't do too much. So, so the rest of it are, you know, it, it's, it's the, it, it's the people, you know, you, we've got to hire and promote people who know how to deal with people and, and, and they want to be engaged. They're not going to go to the bunk room. They're not going to go to their office and close the door and, and disengage. It's, you know, I, I look for people who are engaged and, you know, the, you know, the personal as well as the professional lives of the people that they, that they supervise and work with. And, you know, and, and, and then just last but not least on there, just, just one of the other areas is, uh, you know, a, a clear communicator, you know, that, that they communicate their expectations. They listen very well. And again, communication isn't just about talking. It's about being able to listen and, and then being able to react to that. So, you know, whether it's a training need that, you know, the new guy downstairs, you know, Hey, uh, you know, you guys give me a hand with the hydraulics today, hydraulic tools, or can we get out and throw some ladders or, you know, work with some of the other equipment that, you know, you know, being able to listen and watch and identify those gaps that, that exist in performance and engage people in, in trying to make themselves better. It, it, it's about constant improvement, you know, per, you know, whether it's personal improvement or organizational, you know, my, my, my key to success there is, is looking for people who want to constantly make improvements in themselves as well as the organization. So I love that you talked about being a people person, right? And so many times officers are aspiring officers. They want to study for what's on the test, right? They want to do well on their interview. They, uh, they obviously know that tactical and strategic knowledge is important. Uh, they know that their firefighting skills are important, but they really don't focus on the, the two things you talked about being a people person, which I had to grow into being, and then also being a clear communicator, because as an officer, you are communicating a lot. And if you're not, that's going to be the, one of the biggest complaints of those who you're, you are supervising. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. 100%. No, you, 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 you struck gold with that one there, you know, because it, you know, uh, I saw Simon Sinek did, did a thing on one of the TED Talks. I, I saw a graphic kind of floating around recently that it said, you, you don't hire for skills, you hire for attitude. Exactly. Uh, you know, you, 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 can, you can teach skills to, to a degree. And yes, you've got to have a core set of, of, of basics walking in the door, I think. But, you know, it, it, it's about that attitude. You know, there, there's, there's, you know, in, in our system, guys can select when, you know, when they work with and, to, you know, when they work, you know, by, by you know, shift scheduling and, um, you know, that there's, there's some guys that, you know, everybody tries to sign up on that company to work with that officer because they know they're going to get something extra than, than, than just what's required. And, you know, th those are the ones who are constantly rising to the top because they're, they're building better companies and they're building better firefighters. And, you know, and, and they may not even have to go out for a drill for the day, Jim, you know, it, it's a rainy, cloudy, crappy day here in Chicago today. It, it's, it's, you know, just a mess out there today. Uh, and, I know in a couple of the stations, just by looking at the roster and seeing who's out there today, I, I know there's improvement being made in those stations just by certain individuals being on duty. Cause I, cause I know they, you know, I, I know the atmosphere, it's going to be loose. It's going to be light. It's going to be lively. There's going to be a lot of joking around. There's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, talking about the job as well as talking about the family indirectly there's going to be a lot of learning going on and, and you know people are energized and, and and while at other stations they might be retreating to the you know to the day room they might be retreating to the cubicles or they might be you know going off on the phones and things like that and and really just putting in time and 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 that that that's a that's a crime against humanity in, in the business to me when, when when guys come to the firehouse to put in time that that's just not you know, not what I signed up for. And I'm sure, you know, you and obviously the efforts that you've got in the book here speak volumes to that, that, that this isn't, this isn't a, a career about putting in time. This is about, you know, building relationships and, you know, that that's 95% of my job is relationship building, you know, and, you, know mm -hmm. you know, working with other department heads and other, you know, community groups and community leadership and things like that, and making sure that, you know, the fire department is portrayed, you know, professionally the way I want it to be and things like that. So it's, you know, officers who are engaged and, and have that same quality are, are the ones who, 
you know, who who, who want to, you know, who, who people want to work for. Now, matter of fact, we, we do a uh, an exercise in our company officer certification here in Illinois uh, that uh, we, we ask a couple of questions, and I, I think they're really really fun, and it's a really good professional development exercise, especially at the, at the new newly promoted or getting ready to promote officer level. And the first question is, what is the first hour of the first day of your next uh, shift in, in once you're promoted going to look like. Mm-hmm. And, and you hear a bunch of crickets, you hear, you know, you, you hear, you know, just, just silence in the wall, right? Well, is, is it going to be business as usual? You know, might be one option or is it going to be, you're going to lay down the lawn, throw the hammer down, or is it going to be, you're going to kind of, you know, listen to, to what the folks have to say around the table or whatever. But, but, but then the, the next question kind of goes to the scenario of, well, Everyone in your department has got the ability to pick what officer they want to work with. Mm-hmm. Why do you think people would want to work for you? Yeah. And, you know, and, and there, there's a whole series of questions that kind of, kind of go down that line that, that I think are fun to kind of, you know, introspectively look at yourself and, you know, see, see what you think you bring to the table. And it, 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 it'd be almost fun to kind of go back and, well, hey, uh, this is what he thought of himself. What do you guys think? Exactly. Like, no, he, he, he or she doesn't. Know they don't do that at all. <laughs> you know, so, and, and unfortunately, that that probably is going to be a you know a, a reality in, in some situations that you've got a you know you, you've got an opinion of that, but it just doesn't you know it, it just doesn't fly that way. So true. And were you wanting to circle back about the SCBAs? Did you have a comment about that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I. I, I kind of called it the the modern SCBA dining grill, and I, actually because I'm I'm crazy that way, Jim. I wrote JPRs on it and all that other good stuff. But uh, I I think probably, and I, again, I'm going to test you with it here. What 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 is your standard for an SCBA dining grill in in your department? What do you, what do you use as a benchmark or a performance measure there? That's just based on Missouri's qualifications. Okay. We don't ha- we don't actually have one within our own fire department. Okay, gotcha. Here's where, where I where I see the issue. That that in, in many situations, many states, Illinois being one, Indiana being another, uh, to, to qualify as an NFPA 1001 or you know, a basic firefighter like, like we have here in Illinois, uh, they use the 60-second dining check or mm-hmm. 60-second dining rule. Again, that, that that's pretty typical. I think right. you'll find it in pretty much all the major books and things like that going through. And what, what that requires the firefighter to do is, you know, from the ground, you know, pick up the air pack and put your stuff on and have air and don't break the seal and all the other good stuff in 60 seconds or less, right? So the, the, the problem as I see it is, is that, that that isn't the fire ground anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the modern SCBA dining drill, in my viewpoint, needs to be a three-point drill or a three-section drill. Number one is from the seated position in the apparatus, you, you, you get into it shoulder straps, waist strap, you put on your seatbelt, you get everything ready to go. That's step one. You know, step two is you get out of the rig and you make sure that, you know, your, your bottom, your waist strap isn't riding across your coat, you know, so that everything is, is overlapped like it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the mask around your neck or in, in the pouch or whatever, you advance your line or you take your, your ladder, whatever your tool or whatever is up to the front of the building. And then step three is you mask up uh, from the knees or from a kneeling or what, from whatever position you have to, uh, you know, until you're ready, you know, to, to make entry or, or to go ahead and do your task and then whatever the you know, related safety, you know, safety checks are. So to, to look at what the modern SCBA dining environment is, is all three of those equally have to be 100% successful in order for that firefighter to be protected and ready to do their job. But the test measure is with the air pack laying on the ground and the academy, you know, on, on, on the grill ground on the red line or whatever, whatever, whatever it is to pick it up. And, you know, again, yes, it's a fundamental piece to learn all the steps, but the true measure needs to be in the context of how, how it has to be represented on the fire ground. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, other than out of the back of my Tahoe, there is no air pack that, that is not mounted in a riding position on the apparatus. Yet when guys get hired here, and, and again, what we're slowly starting to make the turn towards this newer, these newer models now is, is we're, we're looking for them to, in context to how they're using it, be in the sign off and the measure before the person can, can actually do the task. So mm-hmm. that's perfect. And from me and my crew, you know, we work on masking up with, you know, the SCBA are already, already on our back because that's how we're going to get it off the rig. You know, it's in our seats. And so 
we make sure that we can mask up with gloves on. Uh, I try and encourage them to not fully put their helmet down uh, on the ground or not take off their gloves. Uh, so that's something we always like to work on. And, and speaking for myself, and I speak to this in the firefighter success book is, you know, make it your goal to where from the, the second you turn on the, the valve behind you to the, you know, the moment you're on air, try and make that goal of 15 seconds or less, because it really does make a difference when you're standing at that front door or wherever you are uh, to, if you're up on a ladder, going to vent a window or you're up on a roof or whatever you're doing, it really does make a difference to mask up quickly without, you know, fully taking your gloves off if you can and without putting your helmet down. Um, and a lot of a lot of my guys, the first time they try it, they really hate it. <laughs> it's completely different than what they've all uh, done and expected. But it's just like any other skill. It's just a, a new way to do something uh, than what we were probably taught in the fire academy. But, you know, as with anything else, the more you practice it with more repetition, uh, the better off you're going to be. So let's talk a little bit more about training. I know you're so passionate about training, so much so that you've you know written books on it, you write your the weekly drills. Um, but what is your basic theory or philosophy on training? I, I you know, I've I've heard you say before there if it has to have four outcomes. What are those four outcomes that you love training to have? Well, as as I kind of grew up here a bit, Jim, it 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 actually is not just about training anymore. It it it's it's really about department operations and any policy that we put together, any purchase we make. So so it it started with training, and you know, and obviously has has evolved into many other things, you know, here in Tinley as as well as anywhere else. I try to spread the wealth on it, but it it's the the four outcomes to me are are better, faster, safer, and smarter. That that every drill that you see in firefighter close calls, or the you know a couple hundred of them that we did for fire engineering, uh, you know just just internal things that, that the intent when we sat down and, and wrote those drills was to make the participant or the student or or the firefighter what you know whatever context you want to use there is that the drill has got to make them a little bit better, a little bit faster, a little bit safer, or a little bit smarter. And and if we're not doing one of those things then we probably shouldn't be doing the drill. We, we got to go back and, you know, because, because that ends up being punitive then, or it ends up being, um, you know, something that is not going to, you know, I, I want training to be a look forward to part of part of a firefighter's day and not just something they have to do. Mm-hmm. And, and if the goal statement starts out with that philosophy of the better, faster, safer, smarter, I think that goes a long way to, to, to engage, you know, again, you know, you're, you're, you're probably going to tired of hearing that word from me here this morning, <laughs> you know, but you know, it, you know, the, the rules of instructional engagement is, is another thing that, that I've talked about for years that, you know, to, to get students engaged in, in learning, you know, pays dividends that, that, you know, again, you may never visibly see, but you know, it, it gets people to want to come to training, to want to learn, to want to be, you know, part of behavior modification, if you, if you go by what the textbook says or whatever, but uh, if, if it doesn't do one of those better, faster, safer, smarter, it, it, it probably isn't going to at home run with the people who are going to, you know, who are going to, you know, get, get, get that drill. So uh, I'm a core believer. It's, it's, you know, it's on the coin. It's, it's on our letterhead here in Tinley. It's, it's on the wristbands that, that we give away as little promos and things. So it, you know, we, we, we're, we're trying to make that visibly part of our, uh, decision-making pillars as, as, as we call them here. So I, I really thank you for the little uh, props in the book there, throwing, uh, you know, throwing that little quote in there, but, you know, we, we adapted it from uh, Scott Thompson from the Colony, Texas uh, Fire Department going back probably 15 years ago when he was just a training guy before he was the great chief that he is now. Uh, and we expanded on it by adding a couple of the other elements and things and, you know, that, you know, skill development and, you know, hell, I'll even go back to that personal success question that you asked right in the beginning is, is that somebody who's successful is looking personally every day to make themselves a little bit better, a little bit faster, a little bit safer, and a little bit smarter in their profession. I've been really flattered and humbled by, by some of the folks that have gone out and done training in their places to see, you know, their classrooms adorned with the better, faster, safer, smarter right across the top of the door, you know, leaving the classroom, um, you know, across the top of the dry erase board, you know, they, you know, they, they, you know, put the vinyl letters on or, or different things like that. So it, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think, you know, we're making it stick a little bit out there. And, you know, I, I think, you know, if, if it's a grassroots efforts for self-improvement or department improvement or whatever, 
I, I think I, I think we can send more people home and not get people hurt, and we can deliver that great service if we focus on on those four things there. Yeah, well, you're very welcome for, uh, you know, allowing me, uh, I should say, I want to thank you first for allowing me to put (laughs) that quote in the book, but you're very welcome that, uh, you know, I'm so glad you enjoyed seeing it in the book. And it's something that made an impact on me as I've, you know, taken your classes and everything. And one of the classes of yours I took in 2017 was called Make Training Great Again. I loved it. Um, You know, as an instructor myself, it really spoke to me. But you had something called the five musts of great training. Ah, yeah. So tell our listeners what these five musts are and how they can integrate them into their own training. Yeah, and and you know I, um, you know before I even you know kind of you know uh, show my cards here on, on that one, Jim. The, the the background there is that of those five areas, though those are all based on failure. Though those are failure driven statements, and, and and maybe I didn't emphasize that enough during the class that. Uh, because I created or delivered training that in in those five areas that that I'm that I'll run through here with you real quick, uh, you know, weren't hit on. I, I had bad results. I, I had mm-hmm. firefighters get injured. I had you know poor you know again you know just just all all the way down 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 the road there that you know in a litigious society like we have uh, you know one one of them uh, I'll, I'll start out first with uh, referenced. Uh, that 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 you know uh, of of the five, it's realistic, relevant, referenced, performance based, and participant involved. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start in the middle here a little bit and go with the reference that that when when training is done, there's got to be a reference to where the source of the information came. Otherwise, it's Forrest's or Jim's opinion on how that tactic or that skill needs to be done. So uh, the 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 NFPA geek in me. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll say that we've got to have a, we, we got to have a 1001 or a 1021. We, we, we have to have a JPR, you know, to, to center the training around. Better yet is if you have the JPR centered around the NFPA standard, then you also have a local SOP that, that, that you reference. So even if it's just a quick drill or an info sheet that, that, that again, it, it comes with the, um, you know, I, I believe there, there, there should be a book here somewhere in, in, in Tinley Park called the Tinley Way. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that we talk about our way of, of throwing ladders or our way of, of, you know, doing a size up or, you know, and again, you know, we, we've got that ability in the fire service to kind of, you know, sway from the mainstream and do some different, you know, you know, side, you know, some, you know, some deviations from, you know, one department to the other, but whatever that is, it's gotta be referenced. You, you, you gotta be able to tie it back to some form of a, a reference to make that, uh, uh, you know, to, to, to make that stick there. So that, that would, that would be one of them. Uh, realistic is, is, is also at the top of the list. Uh, I, I saw some real nice video the other day, uh, that, that realism is, uh, everything up to the point of, of making the drill look like the fire ground. Mm-hmm. And the video I saw was some folks at an acquired structure training, and they were in advance in an inch and three quarter inside the building to, you know, do primary and you know, get water on the fire, whatever they were doing there. And they had five people on the hose line, Jim. Wow. That's uh, a little more than I have. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. And, and, you know, it, it's, you know, certainly more than I have. And, you know, unless you're the big cities and things like that, that are rolling out, you know, appropriate numbers like five, which is probably what it should be. But the reality is, you know, in, in Tinley, it's going to be a two-person operation. I got an officer and a firefighter. Mm-hmm. You know, again, I, I don't even have the luxury of having two firefighters with a supervising company. Mm-hmm. My officer's got to be a working boss as, as he goes in to, to, to make the attack there. But the realism is, I, I was thinking to myself watching that, like, well, a great drill, all the preparation, everything's laid out. But, but where we did a disservice in the training is it wasn't realistic because the skill that was practiced was done with five people on the hose line. Mm-hmm. Therefore, all of the muscle memory that is developed was not realistic because at two in the morning, it's going to be those two firefighters on that line again. Right. And, and they were just trained and, and exercised many times, perhaps, so over the course of that live burn on, on a five-person advancement. So that, that line walked inside like they were pulling a clothesline. Right, right. You know, so, so you know, it, 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 just, it just didn't, you know, it, it just didn't flow right. So the realism has got to be in equipment, in procedure, in staffing, 
in, you know, the, the right amount of pressure. You know, I, I saw another department take a shortcut of, you know, do, doing a little bit of work on a, a car fire prop and they attached a 50 foot section inch and three quarter to the engine because they didn't want to pick up all 200 feet, but, but on the fire ground, you know, so, so I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, that there, there's a whole bunch of things wrong there, right. You know, safety wise, number one, but, you know, p- putting that aside, you know, the, the nozzle pressure isn't going to be the same, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the, you know, the, the friction of dragging the line across the pavement isn't going to be the same. Uh, they're losing the ability to practice properly rebedding and, and getting that hose back in, you know, they're, you know, they're, there's a million things that, you know, when, when we're not realistic in, in doing that, it ends up, I, I think, paying poor dividends mm-hmm. for us. So the, the realism is one of that I really want to stress, you know, for the trainers out there listening, uh, you know, making sure that we have their uh, relevant would be number three. Um, you know, again, realistic, relevant reference. The first three that we're hitting on here, the relevance is, um, uh, again, relevant to current operations, current time and place. You know, if, if you don't have high rises, probably doesn't give you a lot of bang for the buck to do a lot of high rise training. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a lot of ordinary construction, you know, so, so you have to make it relevant to time and place, you know, you know, th- th- this is currently how we're operating and, you know, with, with an eye on the future and things like that. So, you know, that, that, that's an important part of, uh, you know, that, that, that part of the process and developing the, uh, um, you know, the training as well. And then the other two, uh, kind of go hand in hand, uh, performance-based, you know, meaning there's gotta be an outcome. This is what you're here to do. And this is what we're looking to try to, to improve ourselves on. So, so that, that, that's an important part of it. You, you've got to have a specific outcome. We want to be able to stretch all 200 feet of the line, uh, without kinks flowing, you know, uh, 75 pounds at the tip and 150 gallons per minute or whatever, you know, so mm-hmm. all of the outcomes have to be specified in terms of where they're going to be at the end of the training. And with that, then participant involved or member involved, if, if you want to change that up a little bit, you know, it, everybody has got to be involved in the training and it's not the season guys standing in the back with their hands folded is everybody's got to have a role that there's an opportunity for everybody. And again, if you're doing it by the book, you know, the nozzle person rotates and you redo the drill with that person being the backup person or whatever, whatever all of the roles in the evolution are, everybody's got to get a chance to, to be involved in it and, and do and, and work their roles. So uh, circling back again, Jim, realistic, relevant, referenced, performance-based, and member involved are, are what I believe are, are the keys to success to, to make training great again. And, you know, I, I, I want training to be great and, and, and to be, um, you know, something that is looked forward to in, in, in a firefighter's day. Uh, if, if it's a volunteer, part-time department, whatever, you know, combination, whatever, I, I want them to look forward to coming to the Tuesday night drill or to the Saturday training session or whatever. So, you know, we, we've got to build the content and we've got to make sure that the payoff is there by, by using those five tools again to, you know, to have present in each and every training session. You know, an, an instructor or training officer has got to demonstrate the same consistency in, in, in their job as the firefighter does in doing their part of the job. You know, so, so good instructors do that, you know, good instructors master the subject, good, ins- you know, great instructors know the why it, it, it's not just about the what, you know, anybody can tell a firefighter what to do, but a great instructor mm-hmm. officer tells, you know, tells and knows the why part of it. Exactly. And the proper way to how, <laughs> you know, the what, why, how, yeah. what's the proper <clears throat> way for how to implement what I just taught you? Well, you know, the, the, the perfect way to, to sum that one up, Jim, is, is show them what right looks like. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that's the best teaching, you know, tip that I think I could ever give is, is that the best instructors show and, and, and talk and walk the walk. You know, show them what right looks like. You know, adult learners, you know, get more out of that than they do anything else in, in, in the learning environment is, is, is when the instructor shows them what right looks like. For sure. For sure. And another one of the nuggets that I love from your class, uh, Make Training Great Again, is you said, make it quick and make it stick. So as an instructor, as an instructor, how how can we do that with our training delivery? And, and why is it so important for instructors to do this, make it quick, make it stick? How are they going to put this into action, in your opinion? Well, you, you don't want to waste their time. Uh, again, th- their time is valuable. And again, I, I know you might believe they're on your clock and things like that, but I've, I've, I've kind of digressed over the years in, in teaching at the company level stuff and even academy level is, is that 
let's master one objective at a time. You know, if, if, if it takes you 20 minutes to get everybody through a 24 foot ladder, carry, raise, extend and rebed, then so be it. You get back on the mm-hmm. rig and go back and go, go do what you're doing during, you know, th- you know, through the rest of the day, as long as they've met and exceeded the expectation of, 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 of that particular training session. You know, it, it's, it's so important today, you know, uh, you know, to, to make, you know, good use of the firefighters time and things like that, you know, to, to give them that payoff that, you know, guys, let's, uh, you know, let's get through this. I, I know, you know, we've done this a hundred times before, so let's perfect the hundred and first time, you know, so, so if we make it quick and make it stick, that, that that's about putting that skill in, into their pocket. And, and even if, it's that simple ladder throwing evolution. You know, if, if you do that three, four, five times, that builds the muscle memory that makes it stick so that they can recall that skill at two o'clock in the morning. <clears throat> you know, I, I think that's an important part of, of, of what, you know, what we have to do today is, is just, you know, get in, you know, show them what they need to do, show them what right look, looks like and, you know, have them do it. And, and then you pack up and you go home. That's right. And I think as a student myself, and we've all been students within the fire service, and and when you're in a classroom setting, the worst possible thing an instructor can do is is waste someone's time or talk about something that isn't relevant or just go on and on and on about yeah. war stories that no, yep. no one really cares about. So I love that you, you know, the make it quick, make it stick. Let's get on with our day because we got plenty of things to do. So talking about make it quick. Talk about the quick drills or a quick drill that every fire crew or fire company can put into action and execute. Well, uh, I'm going to circle back around here again. And it, it, it's those core basics, the big three, you know, the hose, ladders, and SCBA. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there's a, there's a set of, of I, I call them the top 10 self-survival skills. Uh, that that I think every firefighter who goes in the hot zone, you know, need needs to be mastered on, and that that's the, you know, yes, they need to don their air pack in sixty seconds or less, but then they also need to be able to, just like you said, Jim, they they need to be able to use a quick fill or some sort of a buddy breathing arrangement to to save a firefighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need to be able to tie a handcuff knot. They need to be able to identify a coupling set to figure out which way to to get in or out of the building. Uh, they'll they'll need to know how to drag their partner, uh, utilizing the drag rescue device or mm-hmm. some combination of <clears throat> of other things. There, uh, your wall breaches. Uh, you know all the things that individually that they need to be able to do to save themselves, save their partner. Uh, become part of a writ team, but become the things that, you know, as, as, as a quick drill, uh, you know, you, you can spend, you know, just, just a few minutes every day, just, just breaking those down. And, um, you know, I'd be happy to share with you so that you can shave, you know, share it with the listeners who want to step up and ask for it there. But we've got, uh, you know, we, we, we've got a series of, of those, you know, it, you know, some simple training plans, you know, it's, it's 12 months in the year. So here's 12 skills master one of these per month to get through the year. And, and, uh, and I know everybody is going to be better. Um, you know, we, we did it. We did another one called the, uh, the weekly skill drills that we focused on one skill per week. There were, you know, I think there's 150 of them in the library or something like that. So, so basically it's three years worth of stuff there. And, you know, uh, again, the, the marching orders to the crews were, I don't care when you do it, you know, just, just by the end of the month, these should be the four or five things depending on the month that you guys have, have mastered at, at the company level, again, quick and stick, because it was only one objective and, and one assignment that, that, that again, in the form of a quick drill, sometimes it takes 15 minutes, sometimes it takes a half hour, but, but, but again, you know, um, amazingly over, over a short period of time, you see some really, really well-engaged people who are focusing on the fact that this is fundamental based stuff here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not, you know, you, you, you look at some extrication evolutions with cars hanging off the side of the building or, you know, partially submerged, you know, again, important things that, that we occasionally talk about, but, you know, it, it's still about bread and butter core essential stuff. And then, and if we work on refreshing and building those core essentials, you know, I, I think that's an important part of it. Uh, but there, you know, a lot of ways we can go here, Jeff. I, I think there, there should be for officers, uh, good training guys will give them a simulation a day to do an initial radio report on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would be a quick drill that, that, that should be part of every training cadre is, is that every day you got a quick uh, initial radio report drill that uh, the, the officer can do. 
Uh, I'd love to throw a map drill out to my drivers and give them, you know, give them an address to find two ways to get to from two different points of town. You know, for my firefighter, I'd, I'd focus on, again, the hose ladders and SCBA piece again that, you know, just, just work on all the different variations of donning and doffing and, you know, you know, working with that SCBA to master that and those things. So uh, tons of resources available if, uh, you know, folks want to, you know, want to reach out to you and, you know, we, we can hook them up some, with some really cool and fun stuff that they can do to, to kind of, you know, re-energize and revitalize their, you know, their, their training programs with that stuff. For sure. And firefighter close calls. Is that a great place for people to go to check out some of these quick drills? Absolutely. We got a bunch of them up there. And if you go to fireengineering.com, there, there, there's another library of them up there. So between firefightercloseCalls.com and fireengineering, there's a bunch. Uh, my website, thetrainingofficer.com, I've got uh, some pretty good resources up there. Uh, I think, unfortunately, right now my website's out of service right now because we're re- redoing the whole thing. But I'm hoping the next couple of days to have that back back up and running right now because I, I'm i not smart like you, Jim. I crashed the whole thing and I got to rebuild <laughs> and go, go back from a couple of weeks ago with uh, before I broke it and started you know trying to get smart with it. But uh uh, you know, lot, lots of resources out there to, you know, to, to, to help, you know, you know, do, do the simple stuff to, you know, to make ourselves better each day. Perfect. Perfect. So as we close out our time together, I kind of got a lengthy question as our last question, but um, so in the class, you also presented a concept called the 10 things that require zero talent as an instructor. Uh, but what's great about this list, and I'll read it to our listeners, I'll read it to you. Uh, But what's great about this list is that it isn't only applicable to instructors, it's applicable to every single firefighter, uh, whether you're a recruit all the way up to a chief level officer, right? So I'd like to go through this list and get your thoughts on each one of these. So I'll read the entire one and we can circle back around. So one, being on time. Two, work ethic. Three, effort. Four, body language. Five, energy. Six, attitude, seven, passion, eight, being coachable, nine, doing extra, and 10, being prepared. So being on time, we'll start with the simplest one. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, how do, you, how do you define on time in your department? And you've got to communicate that expectation, you know, and, and again, if, you know, if, if you're, if you're, you know, again, our village manager here used to say, uh, not, not to go um, that, that, that if you're, you're on time, if you're, you know, if, if you're 15 minutes early, you're on time. If you show up on time, you're late. If you show up after, you know, after the start of the meeting, you shouldn't show up at all. That's right. <laughs> you know, kind, kind of thing there. So, uh, being on time in, in this context, and this, this is a, you know, the, 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 that was a, a post that was adapted from a bunch of other stuff and things like that, but being on time, you know, as an instructor means, you're not just walking at the door, you know, in the door at the start of the drill. You got to check your equipment, get your stuff laid out. You got to, you know, size up the room, size up the audience. You got to check everything out and be ready. It's, you know, it, it, it's being on time equals reporting for duty. And as an instructor or, or whatever, you know, being on time means you're ready to go, you know, should the class begin at that time, should the bell drop at that time or whatever. It's, it's, it's just, you know, just, just, it makes sense, but unfortunately, you know, all day long, you know, uh, you know, the, the timekeeper has to be, uh, has to be on duty, unfortunately. Uh, and, and, you know, that, that's, that's a tough one that, that, that we even have to talk about that mm-hmm. in, in a profession like this. So, and I think that's one of the things being late, that is probably one of the quickest ways to lose credibility in the fire service, whether it's for your shift or for a, you know, shift wide training, yeah. a battalion training, uh, for your fire department that day, that's one of the quickest ways you're going to lose credibility. Um, but it's one of the showing up early is one of the easiest ways to not only build credibility, but also prepare yourself for what you're about to get into. So on my crew, the shift technically starts at seven, but each one of my crew members typically shows up around 6 a.m. Some guys show up even earlier. And if you're on the ambulance, those guys will right away, right when they get in, they will start checking out their rig before they do anything else. They'll grab their gear and start checking out the rig because they don't know if they're going to get a call, you know, five hours from now, uh, or if they're going to get a call one minute from now. Uh, But they want to make sure it's stocked and it's ready to go for whatever call they're going to get. Um, and so that sounds to me to be a reflection on their boss there, Jim. <laughs> I don't know about no, that. You know, know. It sounds like that's something they've been, uh, they, they, they've seen in action before, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, they, they've seen that that's the accepted right versus the norm, you know, and, and, 
uh, you know, the norm is the guy who's there at, you know, 10 o'clock, you know, uh, you know, versus just what you or I'm sorry, you know, 10, 10 minutes to the top of the clock or whatever, you mm -hmm. know, versus what you're describing that, uh, you know, that, uh, I, I think they're, you know, they, they see you and, you know, that, that, that's goes back on Maslow's stuff, you know, that that's, that's identification power. They, they, they see qualities in their leader that they want to, they want to mimic. Yeah. And, and that, that to me is a great measurement of leadership is, is when people, you know, can, can step in and replace you and, and look a lot like you while you're gone. For sure. And that, 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 that to me is a well-coached and a well-led company is, is that, you know, when your actor is, is in place for you for that day, you know, when you're on a vacation day or sick day or, you know, what, what, whatever the story is, if the company is still functioning pretty much the same way, then lo and behold, uh, you know, th that leader has done his job, that, they, that they've created that culture of success, uh, you know, with, within that company. For sure. For sure. And they, they help lift me up as well. You know, the, their example, yep. it, it, all that accountability is definitely going full circle uh, on my fire crew. And so they help me get better every single day as well. So let's talk about number two, work ethic. This is something I love talking about. And you've, you've you know, talked about a little bit here and there throughout our conversation today, but work ethic, go ahead. Yeah, no, and that's the, you know, uh, again, knowing knowing what right looks like, know, knowing what a finished job is, is, is what I mean by work ethic there. You know, that, that, you know, successful firefighters are, you know, have, you know, have the ability to know what needs to be done, not just because it's on the wall on some list or something like that, but, you know, they, they know the operation well enough to be able to, you know, to step up and get the, get the job done. If, if, if someone is dragging behind, um, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll pick up the brother or sister firefighter there a little bit because they know when their day is, is off just a little bit they're they're going to do the same for them there. And it really is just about engagement and, and the be here now concept, you know, that, that, that if, if we, you know, in, engage in the mindset of, you know, I got to put the phone down, I got to turn the news off, I got to disconnect from social media, or, you know, God forbid, you know, those types of things or whatever. But, you know, we, we get away from that, because, you know, we're, we're, we're a purpose driven business. Mm -hmm. And uh, unless people realize the fact that, you know, you, know, you got you, you hear guys, you know, sighing, you know, like, oh, another automatic alarm over it at this, this building or whatever. And, you know, really my answer there is, well, what else do you have to do today? You know, you're, you're here singularly to go to that call. Mm -hmm. And, and, and when guys become frustrated is, is their, you know, their, their, their work ethic and their values are, are you know, that, that, that's not somebody I want working for me. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if going on a call is a bother, then, you know, we, we, we got some bigger things we got to kind of dig in on because I'm pretty sure that's why we're here. The sign above the door thing, Jim, that I mentioned before, mm -hmm. that that was one I saw in another classroom. And I, gosh, I wish I could give credit to it. it was out was out in it was in Ohio, about a department in Ohio, and above the door, going out on the apparatus floor, uh, on every door heading out to to the rigs, it said, "Never forget why you're here." Mm -hmm. uh, never, never forget why you're here. And it was kind of like a Notre Dame thing, you know, play like a champion today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it was above the door and every time they were going out to, to, to be by their rigs and by their tools, you know, that, that was in front of them, you know, and, and it was just kind of an attitude builder there. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it you know, make, make a difference. You know, I've, I've seen some variations or thought of variations there, you know, make a difference and, you know, just, just kind of instilling and keeping that positive, you know, attitude, you know, leading to good work ethics and, you know, people being responsible for themselves and their company there. So for sure. So number three, effort. All in all the time, right? You That's know? right. And, and, you know, uh, I, again, I, you know, that one, we don't have to beat that up too much because it, it, it's, it, it's about that, you know, hundred percent, 110% effort all the time. You know, and again, I, I know people have off days, but when it comes time to engage, you know, you got to, got to be, you know, physically as well as men, you know, mentally. And, and again, you know, I'd, I'd probably expand that one and say, you know, effort when we, we talk about that, a lot of people think it's just about the physicality of effort, mm -hmm. but I think more it's about the mental effort that, that you're being thoughtful in your purpose and you're thoughtful in your engagement and communication with people and stuff like that. So effort is, is, is more than just a physical piece to me. It, it, it's about how you engage in, you know, in conversation and, and, you know, interactions with, with, with other people there. So. Right. Your intentionality with those conversations, yep. your intentionality with your actions and your follow through it's, it's all related. So number four, body language. Yep. Uh, what you do, you teach. And I'll leave it at this. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. What, what you do, you teach. You know, people can read you from a mile. They, they see how you're sitting. They see how you're listening. They see how you're interacting with them. What you do, you teach. And you're showing how much you care by how you engage and, and, and you know, how, how you present yourself. Yep. And so whether you're instructor, which this was kind of written or, you know, revolves around, or especially if you're a leader within your own fire department, you know, your body language speaks volumes about what you're thinking. Yep. And uh, so many times people don't know that they're connected or they don't think they're uh sitting or standing or projecting uh, a certain way, but uh, they, uh, they, they need to be reminded about that. And especially as a leader, I would say so. Yep. And, and, and that, that's a skill that I am constantly trying to get better at every day. You know, I get, you know, people come in the office all day long to visit and talk about things. And, you know, I, I this is like a giant ADD exercise in here that, you know, I've, I've got, you know, you got the, you know, the, first arriving TV on in the background. I got, you know, email open. I got the phones on, there's mm -hmm. text messages coming across and I got somebody coming in who legitimately has something new, you know, to, to talk about or a concern or, you know, even if it's just a quick visit, you know, socially or whatever. And it, it's so easy to get distracted unless you can, you know, you know, I, you know, my monitor's on a swing arm now. So I, I physically swing the monitor out of the way. Mm -hmm. so, so I, so I can't, you know, get, get drawn away to the shiny object or whatever there. And that, that that's that mental effort, you know, just, just you know, in body language, you know, just, just, just eye contact and engagement when, when, when you're, you know, interacting with people that, that, you know, for me is, you know, something I, I consciously try to work on every day to get better at. Oh, I totally agree. And I'm the same way, especially with our shiny little cell phones, right? Yep. I think yep. everybody can relate to that. Yes. Uh, so no, number five, energy. Well, let's 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 tie them, you know, five, six, and seven together at one time now, right? Yeah, energy, attitude, and passion. Yeah. Um, uh, again, that, that that that's a great power sandwich to eat every day there. You know, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, again, you know, demonstrate energy because if you're if 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 it looks like you're you know, you're, you're passionate and you have a positive attitude about the subject that you're teaching or about the problem that you're solving or about the meeting that you're running. Uh, I, I think it's contagious. You know, if, 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 if it's clear that you're going through the motions and you lack energy, attitude, and passion, uh, you know, it, 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 it shows and that that's the kind of product you're going to get out of it, you know, no, no, no matter what you're doing. So you have to bundle all that up into, you know, a, a great five, uh, five hour energy drink or, you know, whatever you <laughs> use to kind of, you know, fire yourself up here and stuff like that, um, you know, to, to be successful. You know, I, I, I think, you I, I think you really, you know, need, need to bring all, all those things in a good blended drink in, in, in the morning to be able to, to, to make that difference. And those three energy attitude and passion definitely go back to your main point and what you, you want your firefighters, your successful firefighters to be is engaged, right? Those engaged, are the yep. three key elements right there. If, if yep. we don't even put anything else, those are the three key elements of, of being yep. engaged for sure. And, 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 and we'll tie that together there, Jim, and that energy attitude and passion that that's EAP. You know, that, 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 that's a different form of, you know, an employee assistance program. That, that's you, know, right. you, 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 you become successful by, bringing energy, attitude, and passion to, to everything that you're doing in, in the job here. Oh, I agree with that 100%. So number eight, being coachable, one of my favorites. Yeah, that's uh, the, 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 the coaching model, uh, you know, and uh, again, it, it, you, you kind of watch pro sports and that, that, that's kind of a, a rip off of, of, of some of the pro sports world out there. And, you know, to, to me, when you watch a, you know, you, you see an Aaron Rodgers or, you know, and, and any of the, you know, the tops of, of, of their game, they, they still have coaches and then they, they still have to listen to, to what the game plan is. And, you know, many of us because of experience or because we've had some successes or many successes in doing things, I, I think we fail to be coachable after a while. And, you know, if, if, mm -hmm. if a peer or a trusted friend or, you know, uh, even a subordinate or somebody working above you, you know, Hey man, you're, you're really, you know, you know, to really off your game today or, or, you know, maybe next time you talk to that, you know, um, department head, you know, use this approach or whatever. I, I, I again, that that's that continuous improvement, you know, you know, continuous improvement thing that we talked about before, you know, you've got to be willing to listen. You've got to be able to accept criticism. I know that's hard for, you know, uh, type A personality people like we are, uh, you know, to, to be and do, but, you know, being coachable is, you know, they, 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 they rate little leaguers 
and and being coachable when when they do the little league drafts and things like that. Mm-hmm. So they they you know that that that's a quality going back to youth sports and things like that, and and who's coachable versus not, and you know th- those are the people that people want to surround themselves with, not not the people who have got all the answers. Exactly. If you're a know-it-all in the fire service, you're probably going to be on your own or on your way out the door. So definitely be a lifelong learner. So number nine, doing extra. You talked about this a little bit before, but doing extra. Yep. And, and that's, you know, uh, again, everyone knows that the road, uh, you know, the road less traveled is, is probably the best one to be on and, you know, going that extra mile, uh, you know, is, is, you know, uh, again, pays big dividends. And, and sometimes those dividends aren't evident immediately, but at some point, you know, being willing to stay extra to, you know, to, to talk to somebody about a problem or stay with a, you know, um, you know, a victim of an incident or something like that and, and work through it. And we have to deliver excellent service. And I, I was talking with a couple of our staff members this morning where we're building up a new graphic on service and I, I think where to go here. I think last week we had 171 calls last week for all the different types of runs we had, you know, from Monday to Monday. And they were kind of debating about why that number was important. And, you know, to me, what I said is, well, Tinley Park's got 160, I'm sorry, has 60,000 people in our residence. And I said, to me, that means that since we had a hundred, let's just call it 150 calls I, in, in, in the big scheme of things, that means that, 59,995 people didn't know the value of the Tinley Park Fire Department last week. Mm-hmm. Only 150 of them did. Mm-hmm. So, so, so to us about you know, being extra and you know, making, you know, make, making sure that you know, people know about the other things that we do in those few cases that we have, you know, that, that, that spreads the good word about the other stuff that we do. So, you know, doing extra is, is, is just about that follow-up and commitment. And, you know, may, maybe what doing extra put in parentheses, their follow-up, you know, mm-hmm. because doing extra is always going to involve some little extra follow, uh, measure of follow-up along with that. I agree with that. And uh, number 10 being prepared. And I love that you put this because it very much so applies to uh, great instructors as well as great firefighters. And and Captain Mark Von Oppen probably said it best is, you know, this job is about percentages and 99% of this job is being prepared or that preparation and 1% is execution. So whether that's service delivery or that is training delivery, we got to make sure we're, we're prepared. So let me hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, I, boy, I really can't, can't, can't throw much more on that one other than just, yes, you know, you know, being prepared, uh, you know, that th- this is a business that has got, uh, you know, a, a, a tremendous amount of respect in the community in, in, in almost every, you know, in almost every, every community throughout the country here. So, uh, you know, we, we don't get a second chance, you know, you, you have, you know, the, the, there's very few professions and this is one where we, we have to get it right or as close to right as we possibly can an overwhelming amount of the percentage of the time we deliver our service. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you know, we really, you know, preparation is, um, you know, one of my favorite, uh, you know, my, one of my favorite books from a while ago is, you know, it did, uh, uh, Captain Michael Abershoff with the, you know, it's your ship, mm-hmm. you know, the secrets of the best damn ship. And, and then I believe it completely. Cause I, you know, I heard it in this keynote in Louisville about a whole bunch of years ago is, there, there's two things we do in this business is go to calls and get ready to go on calls. <laughs> right. and, 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 you know, the, so the preparation piece is, 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 is right there. And what I mean by that is your, your vehicle is ready. Your equipment is ready. You're mentally ready. You're physically mm-hmm. ready. Your fitness level is ready and all those other things and, and everything in between. So, uh, you know, the mopping of the floors and all of the other stuff that, that happen. Yes, it's important, but um, a, a good, you know, a, a, a good, well-functioning department company, that stuff takes care of itself if, mm-hmm. if the preparation and going on service call and, and, and delivering service are the focuses. That, that, that stuff takes care of itself. So I'm, I'm not worried about going to check floors for, you know, for map marks or, you know, tire, you know, dirty rigs and things. Because I know, I know those things get taken care of if, if, if they're focusing on rigs being ready, people being ready, fitness levels, knowing their job and the other stuff there. So. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. So just to recap those 10, being on time, work ethic, effort, body language, energy, attitude, passion, 
being coachable, doing extra, and being prepared. So I love that list. I love that list. But Chief, Chief Forrest Reader, thank you so much for being with us today and sharing your knowledge, sharing your passion for the job. Uh, let the listeners know how they can connect with you, your website again, uh, and anything that else you want to offer our listeners. Well, thanks again for the chance to, to talk about success, Jim. And that, that's what it's all about and why uh, why you're doing what you're doing and doing such a great job with that. Uh, my pleasure spending some time with you today. If anybody wants to reach out, uh, again, forestreader at gmail.com is my email address. Uh, what's mine is yours. Uh, my website is thetrainingofficer.com, thetrainingofficer.com. And just the last thing I'd, I'd, I'd close with, Jim, is, is just a perspective from sitting in the car. Um, there, there's a reason that the rear view mirror is the size that it is compared to the windshield. And, and, and we should be a forward thinking person again, occasionally looking back at where we came from through that rear view mirror, but, but really it's about what's through the windshield really, what you know, really is what matters. Um, you know, we, we've, we've come from a variety of different places, but where we're going to be successful and, and, and to, you know, try and do that stuff is really what's most important. So, Set your eyes on what's your head, set your goals, you know, exceed your goals. You know, uh, again, don't worry about, uh, you know, don't worry about the, uh, you know, the, the fanfare and things like that, that, you know, uh, again, if, if that's what you're in it for, then uh, I, I don't know if I, I want to be on the same team as you, because it, it, it's about, you know, the outcome of making sure that everyone goes home, nobody gets hurt, excellent service is delivered, and we retire happy and healthy. You know, we, we, we got to hit those four four benchmarks in each and everything that we do and better, faster, safer, smarter, and some of the other stuff we talked about today. You know, hopefully, uh, you know, one or two of those bits and pieces are going to be helpful to, to help uh, help our listeners uh, achieve their goals, Jim. Oh, without a doubt. And thanks so much for coming on the podcast and uh, definitely going to have you back because we can talk on and on about all this stuff. But uh, to everyone out there listening, stay fit, stay safe. And remember, when lives depend on us, success is our only option. Thanks for listening to the Firefighter Success Podcast. Go to firefightersuccessbook.com to learn more about the book, Firefighter Success, 20 C's to Firefighter Excellence. At the website, you can also download the free special report, 101 Rules for Firefighter Success.